0: Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Rosen's right. Come on. Listen to the <laughs> D. Um, <laughs> uh, Chris, um, the, uh, you, this is season two. This We're, is season two. Welcome yeah. to season two of Z DevOps Talks with Chris and Chris. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm um, working on, on it, man. Yeah, it's good. I unofficially made it season two. Um, in our notes, you may have noticed I created a new season two folder. So this is actually episode two of season two. <laughs> So welcome nice. back, yeah. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. Who do we have today, Chris? We have Elliot and Rosalind, and we're going to be talking
1: a little bit about GitLab. Guys, would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Elliot, go sure. ahead. All right. Um, Elliot Rushton, I'm the engineering and ma- a engineering manager at GitLab, not the engineering manager at GitLab, but I'm the engineering manager that works on the GitLab runner, uh, which is the kind of infrastructure layer of our. CI system. How long have you been doing that? Um, Just shy of two and a half years. Um, We've grown a lot. So I actually used to be doing all of CI, CD. And then as we've grown, we've kind of like refined team focuses and like teams have kind of like split into two and then you kind of keep going with one sort of thing. and We've gone through a few iterations of that. So um, just with this group, well, actually, yeah, like umbrella of this whole group for for that whole time. But uh, my focus has become more narrowed.
0: All right. But we have Rosalind, but let me just, because we have had this feedback before people want, you know, explanations for like acronyms and things like that. So let me just read this because we just talked about runners, which we'll be talking about later. Um, We'll be talking about runners and and CI, continuous integration, but this is from a uh, recent white paper, IBM GitLab. GitLab white paper. It's integrating IBM's OS platform in CI pipelines with GitLab. So I'll just read it. It's, it's just two sentences. Um, it might help people give some back some background. So um, the CI feature relies on a server runner's architecture. The GitLab server owns the pipeline definitions for each project and delegates its work to agents installed on target environments. So in this case, it would be IBM Z. Uh in GitLab terminology, agents are called runners and can be customized to perform specific actions depending on the type of artifacts they're working with. Okay? So I just had to get that out just so people have wow. just so people are in the know. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I just read and highlighted. So um <laughs> but you know, other people other people take credit for that. And uh we have a very special guest who at this point, Rosalind, you're basically like a host of the podcast absolutely
2: you're... not no <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just a guest
0: okay, Rosalind's right. a repeat offender yeah but we love having Rosalind. this is third fourth time back i think um you have to stop getting into so many different projects that's the problem you're involved in so many things so
2: that's uh, not gonna happen sorry
0: <laughs> um okay so um yeah back to back to the other chris's question um you know who you are uh elliot what you're doing
2: i'm gonna go back and ask a question though um did you actually want me to introduce myself
0: yes of course i apologize i took it for granted i that was that's totally on me oh my we should just restart all all over again okay
2: you don't have to restart you can cut and edit i just you know
0: so Rosalind, it's great it's great to meet you i've heard a lot about you can you tell us a little
2: bit about yourself (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to say it that way either. I'm glad to be back. And I'm still the DE responsible for DevOps for Enterprise Systems. But I've been working along with all the customer work that I've been doing more recently. I've been able to spend more time with development teams and with our partners to make sure that we're getting those full integrations. And one of those that I've been working with for a while is GitLab. And so I'm happy to be here today to talk with GitLab about the work that they have accomplished.
0: Okay, so that brings us back to the first question. You just said the work that that you guys have been doing, which is, what have you guys been up to?
2: From my perspective, we've been working with GitLab to make sure that our ZOS customers can have a full pipeline, including the use of GitLab CI with the runner. And you've been able to do it for a long time, just running the runner somewhere in your enterprise. But with the latest ability with ZOS and ZCX or Z container extensions, We can now run the runner inside a ZCX container, which means it's now sitting and controlled in the ZOS environment. So all of the good things about the runner are now actually in the ZOS Opar, and you have all that capability, but it's controlled in the ZOS environment where you're actually doing all the actions. And so it's a it's a more easily managed solution for our customers.
0: Okay, so the prior to ZCX, because uh, you mentioned the um, the easier management, maybe this is a question for Elliot, where how would we um, achieve how would we achieve what we can do today uh, you know before the introduction of ZCX?
1: I don't know if you could have in any way. I mean, I mean, I have to defer to, to Rosalind a bit on that one. Um, but from my understanding, I don't know if it was possible. Like you'd have to like run whatever it is your unit tests or whatever you're doing uh, in some other platform.
2: Right. So you would you would run. Well, I'll answer it, and then Elliot, you can answer it. Oh, no, I guess
1: you can will into it. Sorry.
2: You would uh, you would run the runner on any Linux platform, just not on Z. I just run it somewhere else, yes. and okay. I'd use the remote connectivity um and so it wasn't on z which is the
1: difference so right so so i think christy mentioned when you were kind of reading through the definitions of our kind of bizarre GitLab terminology but we have these executors and like one of them can an executor is kind of like how a job is going to get run in ci and so one of them will do ssh so you could have this uh runner running on any linux environment and then SSH into your Z environment to run the job. but then you're just having to support like a different environment in there as well. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm um, reading through the, or I was reading through the, uh, this white paper here and they were mentioning uh, in it, they were mentioning uh, one of these use cases. It had to do with um, <clears throat> HA. Oh, I can't remember what HA is called.
2: High um, availability. One of the reasons that GitLab the, the port of GitLab to Linux on Z in the first place. The reason we want it on Linux on Z is that means that if it's on Linux on Z, I can provide a more highly available solution because with Linux on Z, I can have a highly available Linux on Z. We can spin that thing back up so fast that nobody notices it's ever down. Well, one of the, one of the really nice things about having the runner in ZCX is it also helps with it, HA. It, it's controlled under the ZOS environment. So whenever the ZOS LPAR moves or changes or whatever, it, the the agent is part of it. It's controlled by workload manager. All those all those ZOS type things that nobody on nobody off ZOS wants to have to worry about, but all those things that we have to make this highly available, um system the the runner now is part of and so it's just it's managed in the same way it's managed with the environment it floats wherever the lpar floats and so you the runner itself is now as available as the zos environment that it's running
0: okay so i I, so in reading the documentation the gitlab documentation there is um there is like the zos piece but then there is also this this GitLab server as well right so with uh, yeah that's where like,
1: the source uh, control part of GitLab would be
0: okay so there um, maybe maybe we can discuss a little bit about that because I know it was maybe not fuzzy I and probably need to spend a little bit more time on this but there um, there's 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 still there's still those two pieces right there's like the ZCX part on the actual L part but then there is like the GitLab part that that's where the communication happens between those two actors i guess or entities is that yeah Yeah, okay so yeah so
1: um yeah if you're reading our document especially i think if you're reading the gitlab runner documentation like we sometimes refer to the 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 other parts of gitlab just as gitlab which is (laughs) probably something we should uh find a better better solution for a better term for but yeah i mean in a nutshell gitlab is in this context there's two chunks to it. One is not the CI infrastructure, which is handled by a runner, and then the other is everything else. And so whether you call that GitLab or the GitLab server, um, or even actually GitLab.com, like I've connected a, a runner on ZLinux to GitLab.com. Um, and so that's pretty, maybe a pretty clear uh, this, uh, delineation between those functionalities. Um, but yeah, one side's handling all the source control, all the user interaction and stuff like that. And then the runner is really just picking up jobs and executing them. Got it.
0: Uh, So,
2: so can I ask a question there that I know I get asked? So I'll, I'll ask somebody that can actually answer it. We've got GitLab, we've got GitLab CI um, and those two terms get used separately or together or um, well, okay. So what's GitLab versus what's GitLab CI and when I'm trying to put up an environment, what am I putting up when I put up GitLab or GitLab CI? And is there any difference?
1: Sure. So, I mean, GitLab is like the overall product, right? And like, I'm I'm gonna butcher this a little bit, but like the overall vision there is to be the one DevOps product you need. And so GitLab CI is a feature of GitLab, just like GitLab source control or GitLab issue tracking. They're just features within in GitLab. Um CI is a bit different than those in that like you also need to be building out your own infrastructure to 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 operate it because of the nature of running and executing arbitrary code. Um but yeah, fundamentally, it's it's just a feature within the overall GitLab product. So if
2: I think about that, that means I've got a GitLab server, which is the, the thing in the sky that's installed somewhere, maybe running on Linux on C, if you're in my little world, or running somewhere, or GitLab.com, whatever, that's the server. Mm-hmm. And then I'm spinning up these runners wherever it is appropriate for the build that I'm doing. Uh, and with a remote runner or the you call it the um, exe- executor. the, exe- exactly. the re- executor, whatever that yeah. thing is, I can spin it up somewhere in a container and it just talks to the system I want it uh, talking to so I don't have to have it on the same system. I can just have a container world spinning up, running these things against the environments that I want to build on or deploy to or any of the actions that I want to run, Correct.
1: Yep, yep, yeah, you got it. So yeah, you can have, um, you know, you can have a, it doesn't take too much creativity to imagine a, a CI pipeline that needs to be able to execute workloads, whether they're jobs or tests or whatever, on like not even just different operating systems, but different, completely different environments. Like Z, you, could do, you could do Z and you could do Linux and like, you know, in AWS or something. Um, and there, you can have one runner that just, knows how to execute in both of those capacities. And you can use tags to specify that with a job. So it's letting you handle kind of like uh, reaching out to those different environments and running those. Yeah.
0: There was, there was clearly a need for this. And did this, did this come about from a specific customer or did this come from like internally we recognized this deficiency or this gap? Um, like what, what was the, like what was the impetus for this?
2: <laughs> What's the driving factor for me to ask GitLab to do this? Yeah. It's a combination of things. One, it's uh part of my job to try and make sure we identify what open source products or capabilities we need to make sure that ZOS is just just another platform. So I can do stuff just like any other platform. And then we had a set of customers who were wanting to use GitLab who were saying, okay, so how do I do this? And and the question was, how how do I do this? How do I build on ZOS when I have my server sitting somewhere and it doesn't matter where it's running and my runner, what's the right configuration? How do I do it? So that's why I have been working with GitLab to make sure we could get a runner in the right environment. So it's not as separate. Uh, Our Z customers are highly security conscious (laughs) <laughs> That's the best way of putting it. Um, extremely security conscious might be another way of putting it. So we wanted something that that got onto the ZOS environment. And you know, the remote runner, the or the executor, that the SSH executor lets me do things, but then I'd be SSHing into ZOS. And with this. This remote runner running in ZCX, the security guys are less worried because I'm not SSHing into the system. That's right. all on the box. It's all within the ZOS itself.
0: Man, this is going to sound dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> you said it allows you to do things, or you said something to that effect. Like, what is. An example of what are a couple examples or use cases for this ci runner
2: my build process it does all the it kicks off the ibm dependency based build that runs the build the compile the link edit the z unit process uh, the the execution's gonna um, package those things up and send it back to Artifactory or wherever, and then you know it. All of those thing, all of the tasks that are part of this integration that I need to do, uh, the Git clone in the first place, I need to clone onto the ZOS environment so mm-hmm. I can build. All of those steps are things GitLab knows how to do and can do. Uh, talking to the ZOS environment from the ZCX runner, the runner running in ZCX.
0: Got it. Okay, so this is. Um, I know we've. Uh, this is. This was made uh, famous. Not famous, but I, uh, Sanjay uh, was known for saying that we were are trying to, or we want to make IBM Z unremarkable. Are you yes,
2: we, yeah, we don't want we don't want it different where there's no reason for yeah. it to be different. Yes.
0: Yeah. OK, so we're this is just one step closer to, um, you know, making this experience similar like other platforms. Right. I got it. Curious to know, like, how difficult was it to take this thing, this this CI runner that existed outside of Z uh, and to um, and to to make it work, basically? I mean, what was that like? Are you you asking
1: like on a technical level or like getting adoption and like customers using it.
0: I, I, well, I mean, both would be nice, but yeah, uh, I'd you say know, across all, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, both the technical and then like the, you know, difficulties working with, uh, with, you know, not difficulties, but challenges with, you know, uh, getting that adoption from customers. Maybe Rosalind can talk about, about that, but you know, Elliot for the, the tech, I, I would be interested in the technical side of it. You know, like if you experienced any challenges or what that work was like when it started. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, I think the, the biggest challenge for us uh, getting, uh, getting it to work with Z-Linux was really just learning and understanding this this new ecosystem. Like, mm-hmm. we were just had we, No one on my team had any familiarity uh, from previous experience with uh, any of those Z systems And so um, there's just a bit of, like, you know, that beginner's mind set of, like, reading through things. Maybe I understand this, maybe I don't, and then, like, skipping <laughs> through it. And then, really, um, testing became the big thing. And you know, I, I tried expensing a, a Z fifteen system, but I got rejected. <laughs> um, That's worth a so, shot, right? Yeah, you know, the worst they'll say is no. Um, <laughs> they, they said other things actually, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, even what, like cross compiling isn't. It was really the the majority of the technical work, but then it was just like oh. What do we what, what assumptions are we making about dependencies and like trying things out? And so we had to do a brief thorough, like exercising the system and um, just figuring out all that was um, kind of the biggest challenges for us.
2: Yeah, once you got access to a Linux on Z, it was a whole lot easier. It was getting that access. And I think the mm-hmm. getting the access, it was a process problem more than anything else. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'll say I I think most of the time that we spent trying to get this done, we spent having lawyers try to decide if they were willing to deal with the paperwork between IBM and GitLab more than I think it took you to actually do the work by a long shot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, the runner's written in Go, and so if it it compiles down to the right targets, you know, you can just use the file command and, like, yeah, this looks like the the binary for... For Linux on Z. But until the lawyers agreed that we could go try it somewhere. <laughs> it, it was all theoretical until that point. That's wild. Yeah, it-,
2: it, it, it took a year to get access to the system. Sorry. Um, we're trying to fix that for everybody who's listening. We're trying to make that easier. But, uh, yeah, it, the the process to get access was a whole lot longer than because, you know, it's, it's just Linux. So, You know, and once it was in a container, we just threw it in ZCX and
1: it just works. Yeah. I mean, the first test I did, I actually was suspicious about it. Um, And, you know, had to like double check that the system I had access to wasn't really just an Intel system under the hood.
2: (laughs) Wait, it worked so well you weren't sure? (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, so it seems like that. It seems like that process. Once you understood the maybe the architecture, I don't know if that's is that is that accurate. Once you understand the architecture, it's that process is not straightforward. But you understand the, uh, but you understand what needs to happen, um, Rosa, I'm curious to know if at what point did we engage. Or if we engaged um, like sponsor users and enterprises f- uh, for feedback and what that was like and, and what kind of feedback did we receive and did we integrate that into what we know what we now know as the um, CI runner for IBM Z?
2: Well, so the 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 simplest answer mm-hmm. is the customers were yelling, Rosalind, make this work. Um, <laughs> They, uh, a, a customer who has spoken publicly mm-hmm. uh, about the fact that they want to, that they are using GitLab is USAA, and they have spoken publicly. So you know they've spoken publicly sure. about the fact yeah. they're using GitLab, and they're using um, they're they're moving to GitLab for ZOS. And so yes, they've they've spent a lot of time probably the, these number of years. Asking for how to, on earth do we make this work in a way that's actually controlled by Z. Because mm. uh, this, this, this agent, the, the runner running off Z, mm. uh, just running on Linux somewhere, just works. I mean, it, it does work, but then you have to S H H into Z O S you're on some other box. Got it's it. a physically separate environment. It's Got probably it. a separate network. It, it has all those things. And so the customer requirement was simply just make this work. So it makes sense to us. Um, so that that's where we started and, and there are other customers, but they haven't spoken publicly. So I'll just, I'll just mention that one. Uh, but the idea is, that let's make this easy. And I, I honestly think that the the way the GitLab runner works with this remote executor, whatever, um, so it can run things on another system, works very effectively at allowing you to define your pipeline simply and have it still just go run. I mean, we did, um, I think the one other thing... Um, the one other conversation about some of this work was uh, when somebody was trying to do the remote execution, uh, the remote runner. One um, other little thing that happened was uh, it assumes bash. I think that was uh, one of the other conversations we had that I had to go in and ask What's going on? It's not working. This should work, no problem. Why isn't it working? How do I get the debug information? And so I, I asked the question and and in the little notes it came back, well, we assume bash. And I went, Well, that solves that problem. Go run bash. And everything worked. But that little piece of information was really important.
0: USAA USA was requesting this because while they could while they could in some form use GitLab they wanted it specifically for Z. And is that because of a, you mentioned like the network, you know, like connectivity, you mentioned that it was, um, there was like this level of, there was this, uh, I guess, level of abstraction, not, not abstraction, but separation between like actual physical environments are there was the, was the, was the drive for, was the drive, uh, was the reason behind why they wanted something specifically for Z or why customers will want specifically for Z because, uh, because of like net, because of connectivity concerns, because of security um, because of, uh, well, I mean, ease of use is kind of like a a byproduct. but those first two, is that, is, is that like a big part of it? Is it the, like the connectivity and the, uh, security.
2: Well, it's security one, yeah, okay. so I don't have to have S- <clears throat> SSH into oh, okay. my box. Okay. But two, it's it's controlled by the workload manager so I, it it's on my ZBox, so the automation is running on my ZBox. I'm controlling it on my ZBox, in my in the same LPAR. I'm doing the build process, so it's okay. all contained, and the runner is going to be where the runner needs to be because I can spin up things in my ZOS environment, and it's all controlled in one way, and that that just keeps security and all of the other things. Um, contained and managed, Uh, it's also then managed by the same group. So even though the GitLab server may be managed by someone else, the runner itself for ZOS can be managed by the ZOS team. And so they can control it. They can make sure it's there. They can have it available. If there's some other box or some other something off the Z that they have to control, well, they can't control it. So this this made it easier. Uh,
0: this is for Elliot. There will always exist a GitLab piece that customers
1: are reliant on. You mean the you mean server outside of the ZOS? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the the, the the non-runner part of GitLab right now, um, and probably for a while um, at best, <laughs> won't won't run in the Z environment. And so, like, where your source uh, source code is managed and like the kind of like web interface, and the serving of all that is external.
2: Well, if, or, or not, we can,
1: <laughs>
2: if we, if you can cut this out if we want to later, but that's why I was
0: hesitant to ask cuz I if,
2: yeah. <laughs> if the paper is correct still and it still works you can run the GitLab server on Linux on Z but it's Linux on Z so it's right. not inside ZOS it's mm-hmm. not going be in ZOS um and I don't see I I I um I'm <laughs> I haven't personally pushed for ZOS for the server itself because I don't know that that matters Right for some clients having it on Z hardware May matter, but but it's but that is a different discussion. Linux on Z, you know why not? But the having it have to run in ZOS, I just I don't I don't know that that's necessary per se. I guess if it's a container if the gitlab server is in a container then i could run it in zcx as well if i really wanted to but but then where's my where's my file system if it's in a container mm-hmm. what i'm not sure i want to do that anyway
0: and it's not it's not a this is not a customer requirement either
2: I have not gotten the yeah. customer requirement to run GitLab server inside ZOS. Yeah. To run the GitLab server on Linux on Z, yes, that's why that paper exists. And that's <laughs> why it's been ported a couple of times. Yeah. Um, we have clients around the world that have insisted <laughs> that they will run the GitLab server on Z hardware.
0: Got it. So um, going back to the relationship with maybe like Rosalind, your, you know, your, group of people your team and then like Elliot for instance so now that we have um now that we've established this precedent i guess moving forward um what what does the um what are the what are the uh, like improvements or what are the enhancements that we can expect or like maybe not changes but what what is in what's the future of the uh this the GitLab runner
1: yeah, I think our I think our roadmap is probably the most open and public roadmap um, uh, out there, and so not only can I talk about it, you can you can jump into the issues and, and tell us these are great ideas or terrible ideas as well. Um, so, so like one of the like kind of taking a step away from just the Z aspect here, like with the runner, like one of our or part of our kind of vision for it is um, creating creating this build agent that like seamlessly lets you. Do your work, do your testing, do whatever it is you need to do in this in your pipeline, on pretty much all of today's and all of tomorrow's computing platforms. You know, these are great example of, of that. Um, but from my team's point of view, like we're working on a, uh, I was going to say a handful. That might be a, a little extreme. We're working on a, a couple more different platforms to support or enhance the support on in the moment. Um, and so, like we're we're really expanding uh, in that breadth and I guess in that depth as well with some of them. So, like the things we're working on on our roadmap are uh, we're providing macOS shared runners for GitLab.com. So that's where we manage the runners for .com users, and they can just tag it and, and the job gets run. Um, we're doing some more work with uh, with with Red Hat with creating a certified GitLab runner for OpenShift. Um, we're enhancing like our Kubernetes involvement. So like we're kind of just like the, the really, really kind of expanding the, the um, whatever the positive version of blast radius is yeah. <laughs> for, for the area we can uh, work with and impact. Sure. Um, but as for the Z ecosystem, I mean, to be honest, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know if there's well, well, I, on the road. I, yeah, so you mentioned OpenShift.
2: So your OpenShift um, Open stuff. Yeah. So when we think about OpenShift, yeah. OpenShift runs on Linux on Z. So as you ah, support OpenShift, um, supporting it with, a, with an S390 uh, environment as well so that the customer can just run it in OpenShift no matter where their OpenShift environment happens to be would be another... Big step in a direction of supporting the clients wherever they've chosen to put their OpenShift environment.
0: That kind of brings us around to like WASI, right? WASI developer and those workspaces. Is that right, Rosalind?
2: Yep. You okay. could, you could, you could, you can today. In yeah. fact, our. Um, m- many of our Z trial environments actually show GitLab, mm-hmm. and the GitLab combination of GitLab being used for ZOS development with our VS Code capability, or as we provide the um, as we provide a Z trial that shows the uh, Red Hat code ready Workspaces capability. Uh, in Eclipse J, it would obviously also use the GitLab yep. environment because we can, you know, we can put GitLab, the GitLab server, anywhere we need to in order to provide this demo experience for users.
0: Um, oh man, I had a question, and, and we we got we got sidetracked uh, while
2: Chris while Chris Hoina is yep. thinking of his question. Elliot, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that might be good for our listeners to understand is more about how this remote execution runner, um, the runner and the remote execution runner work uh, to help cl- help clarify for our users who've never actually used GitLab CI, the CI portion of GitLab, how it works and how it hangs together and what makes it um, such a good integrated solution.
1: So, the runner is um, it, all, all the complexity, all the logic behind like what's going on, what your CI job needs to be doing and all that thing. It, that's all stored in in your configuration, which is part of your source code project. Um, what happens is once you install a runner and configure it, and there's a lot of different ways of configuring it, and that I think is probably the most intimidating part of getting started with this. Um, and I'll come back to that, but once you've got it installed and configured, the runner just periodically uh, just pulls the GitLab server. It's like, hey, do you have a job for me? Do you have a job for me? Do you have a job for me? And once the GitLab server, you know, res- responds that it does have a job, it sends the details over, and then that's when how the runner is configured really changes the landscape of what happens. And so, in the Z case, what it's going to do is um, it's you know going to SSH into the Say the ZOS host, and then execute what we talk like like we talked about earlier about the bash script of um, your job execution. Um, alternatively, it could just run it locally on the same uh, Z container, uh, ZCX container that it's within. Um, and then there's a bunch of other different ways of. A bunch of different other executors in our terminology, they can define what it does. So, like what we do on GitLab.com for the runners we have there, uh, we actually spawn new virtual machines in one of the cloud providers for each job and execute that, um, execute the CI job in that virtual machine for isolation and, and other reasons. Um, and so it's the same code, it's just like the configuration is really, a configuration on that executor is really where. Um, the behavior kind of gets defined on how things happen.
2: But in in that case, if I'm defining um, a remote executor, or I'm defining that it's going to run locally, I'm basically doing the same thing and I get all the same kind of, I can have the same kind of steps so I can have my, my Git clone and my build and my each one of the processes defined and and then it'll go just run each one of those steps in that environment
1: yep that's right and including some cleanup um and so that you're not uh you know filling your 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 host with git clones um uh, again all of it's configurable to the point where you can totally shoot yourself in the foot if you so desired um but yeah it'll do the entire lifecycle of that job so it'll uh, we have some terminology for this, but I've forgotten it. Um, basically, we'll do some preparation of the environment, whether that's SSHing in, creating some temporary or ephemeral directories and setting it all up, uh, making sure the environment's sane, doing executing the actual steps of the job and then uh, cleanup, including posting artifacts. So if you've got like a tarball you've made, we'll, you can send that uh, to the object storage and stuff like that can
0: you be an enterprise and say like, we just want to have this one, you know, CI capability that's provided by GitLab. I mean, is there any, any sense? We
1: have, we have customers that do like source control somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and integrate, uh, we have integrations with most of most, I was going to say all, but probably get myself in trouble there. Um, most source control providers that then pick up the CI, uh, pick up and act like the CI. So, from the runner's point of view, from the CI system's point of view on GitLab, there's really not much difference um, from like its behavior. Uh, like the reporting and stuff, obviously, integrations are never quite as good as like a native uh, system. but
0: Got it. Okay. And then, Rosa, my other question was, you mentioned you said it was USAA, right? Was the, yep. Was the, okay. So there are, they're using, they have, they have employed this. They're using this runner now.
2: Um, can't say whether or not they've started running the runner in zcx or or whatever i know we have clients who are working toward that uh, usaa started down their project mm. before the runner was available mm. in zcx and so they've come up with some alternatives temporarily i'm not sure i want to explain all the machinations uh, that yeah, they yeah. actually are going through but The idea would be that they now have a cleaner approach that they can work towards. Um, We all know that projects have been uh, changed Mm -hmm. thanks to the pandemic. So certain things have slowed down, certain things have sped up. Things like migration projects generally have slowed down. (laughs) Things like uh, supporting the massive number of people from remote systems have been sped up. And so there's, you know, there's priorities to deal with. Uh, We live in interesting times. And so uh, I don't know where they are. I do know I've got a a couple of customers who are working getting this running in, in ZCX, but you have to have ZCX running and so if they don't already have zcx turned on if they don't already have it set up then there's the you got to get zcx first uh and so there there's some things around that because zcx is a relatively new feature of zos uh, so it's um but it's at least from a architecture design and strategy standpoint uh we've gotten some very positive feedback from clients
0: okay you uh you kind of led me to a question, which was prerequisites for this the the CI runner. So, what are there? I mean, you said you just said ZCX, but are there any other prerequisites? Like, you know, man, that is such a broad question.
2: <laughs> to run it in uh, in a ZOS environment today, it, you you uh, I mean, if if you look at what my team did, we had a machine with ZCX running. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they pulled it down um, because obviously, you know, it's sitting on a public um, site where you can download it from, which means it's not going to connect to any ZOS environment that way. They pulled it down, brought it inside IBM, and then they um, they ran the standard um, commands to get it up and running in ZCX and then had it up and running. So um uh, yeah it it's it, it, it's there it's pre-built it's a nice container and it runs um
0: i got it so zcx would be if you were to say there was any prerequisite it would be to
2: to have zcx enabled on yeah. your system got yes it.
0: okay and then um i okay this the question i remember was totally random but you said s390 is that is that the uh, the formal designator for the our current zos
2: no, that's no. the, well, yes and no. Or is that the, uh, the hardware? No. Well, if you go out and look yeah. on the GitLab site uh, and or any other site, uh-huh. if you look at the binaries and yeah. you're looking for packages yeah. um, to include, or if you're looking at binaries, you want to look for one that has the S390. Um uh, system three three ninety because it's the three ninety system. Um, that's the label that's been put uh, on the Linux the the Linux target when it is a Z target. Okay. And it's because of the three ninety architecture, yes. Um, but yes, that's where it comes from. But if you go out and look at a multi-arc container. So Mm -hmm. there are lots of multi-arc containers out there and they're gonna look and they're gonna specify the different platform types. And I just drew a total blank. I don't even remember what it says for Intel, but there's an Intel flavor, there's a power flavor, there's a whatever, you know, there are multiple flavors and S390 is the one you're going to see for for Z. So what are, what, this is a, a really good question. So what are all the platforms that the runner is currently available for? S390 is the new one you just added, but what are the other ones that the container currently
1: runs on? um boy off the top of my head without looking it up um we've got that was the arm ones i'm going to check on and so there's there's 64-bit um like amd or intel you know kind of the whatever your laptop's running um and then we've got arm arm 64 i feel like there's another arm one i'm forgetting off the top of my head and then operating system-wise, I mean, it's uh, Linux for all of those. And then Mac OS and Windows where where they, they meet. And we actually have an open community contribution because the runner is, like the rest of GitLab, it's all open source code. We have an open community contribution at add PowerPC support. Um, and we're just kind of working through the challenges of how we can accept that because we'd love to because, like I said, like we want to have those running in as many environments that people are developing on. Um, but we also have to figure out how can we support that and how do we test that when again, I don't have a power p c system
2: uh power box you mean one of ours?
1: yeah, I think this actually is a different i b m conversation so um the, yeah, the, yeah
2: yeah it's still power yeah.
1: um where the, know how the lawyer need... conversation went with that for for z so yeah. we're uh you're in the lawyers conversation again that conversation again yeah
2: oh isn't it fun
0: i was trying i was trying to find something related to architecture on the GitLab site i couldn't find anything so i apologize
2: well if you go to the GitLab runner you can actually see it and maybe i'll i mean it's pretty much
1: anything that go will compile to is the cheat way it's just whether (laughs) we've actually done it and support it yet um Uh, Here we go. I have a list here. Um, Yeah, AMD64, ARM64, 386, ARM. No, this is maybe not the best one. Um, I'm actually looking at our stats of like architectures that people have connected the runner to on Hmm. .com. And so there's some ones that I know we don't support, but so someone's compiled it themselves and, and done that. But that's the beauty of open source is they can go ahead and do that.
0: So uh, we need to uh, direct people to. Let's see if listeners want to learn more about the runner, um, Rosalind, What resources do we have internally at IBM? We'll start with that.
2: Um, so there's the there is a paper that we've published yep. on running the remote runner with ZOS, yep. which doesn't. Talk about ZCX itself. It just talks about running the remote runner. So depending, you can put it on any Linux environment or any environment. It could be running in your cloud, wherever you want it to run. Just pointing to a ZOS environment, as long as you have (laughs) network connectivity. Um, And so that's one thing that we did set up, show a simple example Mm -hmm. of how it can be configured. Um, We can
0: link that. I I have them. There's there's that white paper. I think the GitLab uh, website has a couple... Uh, articles on there as well, so we can we can link to that. I know that. Um,
2: cool. And the GitLab, the GitLab runner itself, we should have the link to download the GitLab runner for Linux on Z. Just to make it easy, because I was just trying to find it again without the link, and you know, finding anything is always difficult when you want it <laughs> on the spot. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, it's like when you're in traffic and you're running late and you hit all the red lights. Um, yeah, I think that's-
2: the the other thing that I just noticed because I I just noticed we actually did test the Ubuntu and the Alpine Linux um, containers when we were running it in ZCX to make sure they both worked and they both work. Um, awesome. So just in case anybody cares, um, they're both there and I mean they both have they both work because. As long as you have all the latest PTFs on your system from a ZOS Z C X mm. standpoint.
0: Nice. And then um, Elliot, what um so we we want to um I mean we wanna not promote well, yeah, we want to promote this, but like if uh <clears throat> if I was a prospective customer, GitLab customer, where are some where are some areas that you think that I would most benefit from um to to learn more? Where should
1: I go? I mean, our our docs are one place because it kind of shows you like the the vast landscape of mm-hmm. environments you can work in and, and things you can do. I think the most uh, accessible though is our blog on our, our company blog. Um, mm. We have articles there that are uh, some of them are just uh, like release notes. Like uh, today is the twenty third, so we released um, GitHub thirteen dot six yesterday, and so you can read all that sort of stuff. But there's cool. also like some kind of more in depth articles like doing a very specific thing in gilop ci and kind of how to set it up and it kind of uh, walks you through that and so there's a really good um mix of articles just to try and like get a sense for things there so i would i would check that out and just scroll through some old uh
0: articles cool cool all right um i think we are we're over time but um this is a good stopping point chris um what do you think (laughs) <laughs> do you have any thoughts musings um i try no? not to generally L- literary allegories um <clears throat> nothing do you don't want you don't want me to start pontificating start prosing bros wait, if, wait. no i'm um, no i don't know it's fantastic it's great this is this is uh, once again we've been blessed with stellar 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 we've been guests with, we appreciate uh, your guys time more um well-rounded and intelligent and well-spoken people than ourselves that helps <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously know, but... it's good to be in the company of people um, smarter than you that's for sure the um what is that saying something about the smartest person in the room Is he when you're the, when you're the smartest person in the room if when you're the smartest person in your room you're you're in you're on the z devops talks with chris and chris podcast yeah so so neither story. of us then we're gonna get you um yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're all hosting. Right. Well, uh, well, we it here. Thank you, yeah. Elliot and Rosalind. We-
2: um, Elliot, I want to thank you for your time because I, I and the work that you all have done. I think this partnership between GitLab and IBM has been great. And I look forward to all the future work that we're going to continue to do to help our Z clients in their efforts in translating their old processes to this new modern DevOps pipeline. So I wanna say thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you and thanks for having me on here.